This is Season 2, Episode 6 of Featured Stories. This is entitled, The Lighter Side of Sports. I thought I'd take some of the big stories in sports and put a comical spin on them. After all, we love our sports, and we love to hate our sports, especially when we lose. But why not look at it from a comical standpoint so we can enjoy them just a little bit better? Even if you're not a big sports enthusiastic person, and you can learn to laugh at them, you just may actually like them that much more. So let's talk about some of these uh, big stories on the lighter side of sports. So the first story, um, it looks like the Oakland A's are moving. It looks like they're coming here to Vegas. How cool is that? Especially for everybody in Vegas. There's like, we need a team. We don't care who they are. We don't care if they haven't won a championship since the 70s. or We don't care if they can only put 100 people in the ballpark. Or if they got these god-awfully ugly jerseys. Bring them over here. Because that's what Vegas does. We're going to put a new image on them. We're going to put them on the dice table. We're going to shoot a snake eye. One thing Vegas does have is money. And money buys uh, everything. Hopefully. Maybe even happiness. So, Oakland A's are coming. They're going to give them a new stadium, a new look, hopefully get some big players. But I know one thing that they're not going to get. Just like every other new team that came here to Vegas. They're going to get a new stadium, but they ain't going to get any parking. Now, for those who live here in Vegas, it's frustrating enough. For everybody else, they just understand, hey, when you go to Vegas, you lose everything. You got to walk home. Well, that's the way this Oakland A team could end up being, you know, after you go to the game and they lose. Oh, guess what? I got to walk home because parking's two and a half miles away and um, they, they didn't even give us a tram. I don't know why Vegas does that, but that they do. Okay. Now, here, this one's actually comical because it hasn't turned tragic yet. And let's hope it doesn't. Did you hear about the uh, NBA sensation, John Morant? You know, the NBA wants him to be the new poster boy for the league because he's the youngest, brightest star out there um, and just a truly gifted player on the court. But it turns out off the court, well, he's got other gifts. He likes to, he's got a big 45 and he's not afraid to show it. So apparently he likes to wave this thing around. Now, when I was a young man, you know, we, we all had, we all lived by this saying, when in doubt, whip it out. But boy, Josh taking that to a whole nother level because somebody got a camera, he's going to put it up there. And guess what? It's going to end up on social media because Josh wants to smile with them, with them, with that gun in the hand and, and the basketball in the other, because he's going to be the new poster boy for the NBA. Boy, that leads to changing. Let's hope Josh can, um, you know, take a page from the past. When in doubt, uh, John, don't whip it out. Okay. Other big news. Aaron Rodgers. I'm sure everybody's aware. Yes, he's going to New York. He's, um, he's moving on. Life after Green Bay. Um, the, that whole city will be in cardiac arrest for the first couple weeks of the new season. But don't worry. Give those cheeseheads some more cheese. They'll be right back out there. 
But Aaron Rodgers, he's going to the city that never sleeps, which I think was a perfect uh, place for him to go because if you take a look at him, it don't look like that boy slept in quite some time. Remember when he was, like, cool and suave and, and looked like he was, you know, 35, and even though he didn't match, he was just cool? You seen him lately? He looks like he's about 135. He's got his hair sticking out every which way. I'm not, just, I'm not sure if he just got out of the shower and went with it or if he's got somebody strategically putting all those hairs in place. But, hey, go to New York, the city that never sleeps. That's Zombie Central. You'll fit right in. You'll make those guys look good. Everybody's going to be looking like they're 135 because that's the new look. Everybody wants to look like Aaron Rodgers. Now, the question is, can he turn the Jets into a winning team? The expectations are high. They expect him to win a Super Bowl. To be honest, I think those expectations are ridiculous. To be honest, I don't think the Jets are going to do good, but that's my speculation. But I do know one thing, win or lose, he walks around, got everybody looking like 135. That to me is a Super Bowl champ right there if I've ever seen one. Okay, now here's a story that's um, just kind of hard to deal with. But hey, um, the games change, rules change, and so has baseball. You guys are aware that baseball now has a clock in it. Now for years, hundreds of years, baseball, the thing that made baseball so unique and different than any other team sport was the fact that it did not have a clock. The fact that it went by outs and every other team sport had a clock. You just gave baseball a clock. The pitchers have 20 seconds to pitch the ball. The batters have, I don't know, five or 10 seconds to get in the box. Now you've got stress. Now you've got a tick-tock. And now you've got to play by the clock. I'm not sure what they're trying to accomplish. Oh, they say they want to speed up the game. First of all, why do you want to speed up the game? You are aware if the game's longer, that's more uh, revenue you're bringing in because people are going to sit there and drink beer just to be done with this game. It's more TV ads. It's more commercials. But okay, hey, you don't see it that way? The game's too long? Here's the real funny thing. They haven't shortened the game. But now it's all on the clock. Tick, tock. Tick, tock. I wish I had a happy ending for this story. All I can say is tick, tock. Tick, tock. The clock don't stop. Next. Okay, so here's something that I'm sure everybody's aware of. You know, this, this country is going through a tremendous uh, fad, phase, um, style, whatever you want to call it, but uh, it's happening, and that is sports betting. Sports betting is now legal in over 30 states, and it's only a matter of time before the other 20 states get on board, even California, once they're done fighting with the Indians, just because there's too much money there not to be on board. But that's kind of changed the way we um, look at sports. Nobody cares about, you know, if your team won or lost. I don't care about it. I don't win my bet. And these bets they're doing nowadays, that's quite comical. Good old days, you bet on your team, bet on the Lakers, bet on the Celtics. Now, well, they don't care about that. They want to know who's going to hit the first field goal or who's going to have more assists and points together. These prop bets are 
ridiculous. The good old days of just taking your team. But money's flying around. It's out there. And if it's not in your state, it's coming. And don't worry. Before you know it, you're going to be looking up your lineups and going, yeah, yeah, no, he's going to score first. Oh, no, this guy's going to have a better average. Because that's the world that we're headed in, the world we live in. And that's the direction it's heading. Sports betting is here, and it ain't going away. Okay, now I thought this one was kind of an interesting story when I, you know, when I was looking at certain things to talk about. Have you noticed um, the jerseys that these teams wear? They've changed. And, you know, hey, you can't wear these same old beautiful, glamorous, embroidered emblems, um, jerseys forever. You got you to gotta change with the times. You, you know, that, that I understand. But have you noticed that the big trend now is just downright ugly? I don't know why the teams have all gone to these neon jerseys. Tell me when, when bright teal green matches with hot pink and you've got these long streaks going up and down your side and then they match it with some, some advertising in the stadium so it's all in color sync and it looks like a big neon show. This is ridiculous. You know, I, I like a little brightness, a little color here, but I don't need bright yellow with, um, with, with hot pink. It ain't going. And half these, these jerseys, they, they, they look terrible, to be quite frank. And here's the kicker, because it's the New Jersey. That's not $100. That's a $200 jersey now. Oh, $200? Oh, that's a good-looking jersey. Funny how money talks. I don't like these uh, neon jerseys, but who am I to say anything different other than the fact that I'm here to make a little fun out of it? So can we find at least a neon um, combo that matches? Maybe those Oakland A's will have it. Take those Oakland A's colors. When they come to Vegas, give them a bright uh, green and a bright yellow and wrap it around the, uh, wrap it around the MGM and around Caesars and Tie it all in. Turn the, this Vegas into one big neon color. You know, I'm going to stop right there because that just might happen. God, I hate to see that. All right. Now, have you noted this? Have you noticed this one? Instant replay. Remember when it was, yeah, I guess it was cool when it first started. It's like, oh, there's instant replay. They're going to question the call. They're going to look at it and make sure we got it right because we don't want to have any wrong calls we want to provide the best service and make sure everything's right. Yeah, that went, that went to hell in a, hand, in a basket, didn't it? Now, these instant replays are ridiculous. They're longer than the game itself. But I like the way they put their spin on it. Let's go to our special booth analyst upstairs in the NBC studio. I believe we have, what, what's his name? Dean Blandino on hold. I don't know if he's for NBC or ABC. Who cares? Dean, what did you see? Well, the replay inclusively shows that the ref made the right call. Have you ever noticed that? I've yet to see them come out there and counterdict the ref. They can't do it. A, they'll lose their job. B, they'll question the, it, it, it'll question the integrity of the game. C, they don't got the balls to do it. So, I'm waiting for the day to come when, you know, they go up to Dean Blandino up there in the booth and he goes, yeah, the ref blew that call. He was safe, and he called him out. Yeah, that would be some true sports comedy, wouldn't it? Okay.
Now, well, it's a sad time in sports because I'm sure everybody's aware. Tom Brady, this time, has hung it up for the second time. And he, he made it pretty clear that there ain't going to be a third or fourth. He's done. And um, life, we have to live in a post-Tom Brady world. And I'm still trying to cope with that because um, I don't know how I'm going to deal with that. I might, I might have twitches. What, no Tom? Huh, huh, what, what happened to Tampa Bay or the, the Patriots? No. Eh. But Tom is, 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 is hung it up. And uh, I don't know, was it 20 years, the seven rings, the goat, the whole nine yards? Um, but that doesn't change the fact that we have to live without Tom. But guess what? Tom will be back. Maybe not on the field. Maybe he'll be in the booth. Maybe he'll be an owner. Maybe he'll be on the side being a, a, a pep boy cheering all these boys on. I don't think he'll be doing that. But Tom will be doing something. Now, what I really would like to see Tom do is get with the program. Tom, you only retired twice. You got three or four more retires in you. Just look at the Stones. They've been retiring. They did a retired tour, a 20-year tour, a farewell tour, a 40-year tour. Don't stop now, Tom. You're in your prime. <laughs> okay. Now, have you realized, have you known that this story, this is a relatively new story, college football, NCAAF, is going to a 12-team playoff format um, at the end of the season. Personally, I thought it was pretty damn good with the 14 format that they had. Um, you know, you got an extra uh, two or three weeks. You, you had the playoffs and you had a final. And, um, you know, it, it's already January now. It's, the, the season's done. These kids got to get back to school if you want to know the truth. Now they're going to go to a 12-team playoff. I guess some of the, the winners of the divisions get a bye, but don't change the fact that it's going to be an extra two or three weeks on top of what they already have. I don't know about that college football. It's not like these kids are getting paid. I think you're just trying to soak it in on the organization and on the TV rights there. Personally, 12-team playoff. What do you think this is? A, a pro, you're not a pro sport, you're college. All right. Ah, now have you noticed women in sports have become big. Um, you know, they, they've got their own basketball league, the WNBA. Um, they play women's college basketball. Um, softball. Oh, I love watching those girls do that fast pitch. Softball is, um, okay, it might not be as big as, as uh, baseball, but I believe these women's softballs, their games are more exciting than the Oakland A's. Nothing funner than watching a bunch of those girls sit there and do that wild pitch and then hit that ball. And once they make it to first base, oh, they got to give everybody a high five and do a group huddle and pat each other on the butt and uh, go rah, 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 because women cheer better than men when it comes to, you know, getting something done. So women in sports, it's not just basketball and softball. What about tennis? You heard some of the way these women tennis players play. There's nothing more, I think there's, there's nothing more glamorous on the face of this earth than watching two ladies play tennis because they make sounds that you can't even make in the bedroom. I mean, it's just, they're giving it their all. That's women's tennis. These women do it a lot better than the guys. Guys are just too busy banging the racks. 
because, you know, we're men. We get mad. Okay. Now, have you noticed that sports is, everybody loves sports, and we live in a social media world. So Twitter you know, is the biggest, the biggest one of them all. Twitter's big for everything, not just sports, but it's certainly big in sports. So here's the thing that I've noticed that really, you know, makes me laugh. Um, news travels fast in this world, and it travels faster than fast on Twitter. It travels so fast, before the story actually happens, it's now on Twitter. For example, the other day, LeBron James, you know, he woke up and was didn't know what was going on, and then he looked at his phone and said, oh, LeBron James is injured. Okay, I guess I'm injured. I'm not going to play today. That's Twitter. That's the social sport. That's the social media at its best. And uh, they, they dictate what happens in sports. Now, if you're a player, you better watch what you say. But half these guys have. They don't care. That's what makes it fun in any ways. For example, what about that Magic Johnson? He had the audacity to go out there and say, the Boston Celtics played the worst game of their life. Magic your team's the Lakers. You might want to say that about the Lakers. But okay. It's on social media and everybody out. This is how funny that is. Everybody's like, yeah, the Celtics did play the bad job. That's a good job, Magic. You, you, you got to bash these other teams. How funny is that? Social media, big, and it's getting bigger. I don't know how much bigger it can get. Um, we're obsessed with our phones. We're obsessed with our digital world. We don't care about what's going on with the person right next to us. We care about everybody we don't know on Facebook, but we think we know anyways. And uh, a bunch of our old friends, too. So that's just the world, world we live in. But what if there was a platform that had just social sports media? I mean, sure, we've got all the big ones. I don't need to name them for you. But what if there was one for just sports only, where we could do all that same junk, and not just us fans, but the players, the owners, the, the media... And it was just sports. See, that's what's called social sports media. And it's my belief one day that's going to happen. And I'd surely like to think stories like this and comedians like me can get out there and do this because we would have a place to do it on social media, on social sports media. People could jump in on this, uh, on this little show I did and said, hey, you know, you're kind of right. I don't think the Oakland A's are going to be a good fit. And then, you know, these women might say, oh, yeah, you know, we heard you talking about, you know, huddling up and patting each other on the butt, and, you know, I'm sure they'd give me a, an earful. But social sports media, it's on the rise, and that's what, that's what prompted me to do this show, and that's what the um, sports comedy show really is all about. Yes, I do a podcast. Yes, I have a website. Yes, it's a media company. Okay, it's a small media company now. But one day, social sports media is going to be big. Because sports are bigger than news, sports are bigger than weather, sports are everything that gives us pleasure, gives us pain, and also gives us a little bit of comedy to make it realize that we can enjoy our lives when we take the ability to look at sports and laugh at them, with them, and with all of us. I'm Paul Solano, the creator and host of the Sports Comedy Show. This is Season 2, Episode 6, The Lighter Side of Sports. I hope you enjoyed it. Have a good day.